0: Sacred Teachings, the original podcast series. Wisdom of the land to the Stronghold. Dismantling Race Stolen. Stories of Suicide and the Other Pandemic. Listen. Learn. Share. I'm Ginny Doctor. In this episode, it's me again. Here at Six Nations. Ginny Doctor. Ginny Doctor. Doctor. Ginny. 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 (laughs) Ginny.
1: I'm Peter Downey, and welcome to episode three of the season of Ginny.
0: I want to start by telling you a little story. I have a little story I want to tell you. I want to begin by telling you the story.
1: Clearly, Ginny loved telling stories, and she was also a wonderful writer who could capture the essence of fleeting moments. So this is a celebration of her storytelling and her great skill touching and moving hearts and minds with her words. Just a note as we begin, due to time constraints, we're not able to present every story in its entirety, but we will make the full versions available for you and we'll tell you how to access them at the end of this podcast. Now it it might seem a bit different, but I want to encourage you to find a quiet place to listen to this episode. In our noisy, demanding, and sometimes frustrating world, reflection and insight might just be the first casualties. So I invite you to take a long, deep breath. Seriously, just try to slow down. Find a cozy, quiet spot and let Jenny's wisdom and gratitude and spirit wash over you.
0: On summer night, laying beneath the stars, watching and listening to the stories they would tell, the seven dancers telling us to never give up, the great bear telling us to be strong, ever-present first woman, leader of night sky, her light reminds us of ancestors. She holds, cuddles us to dreams. Hopeful stars bring light to darkness. Grandmother moon rising in northeast, making stars paint so she can talk. We listen. We wonder. We marvel. Brother sun rising. Good light for a new day. Can't always see, but no brother is there. The gifts of brother bring hope, light for growth and sight. Even on cloudy days, brother is present. There is hope above the clouds.
1: Ginny's writing and so much of her storytelling focused on hope above and below those clouds but also on resilience and the unbreakable connection to her ancestors and the lessons they offered.
0: My grandfather was my spiritual person, the person I always went to for advice. I heard his voice coming from the porch, so I went out to the porch, and there he was. He was sitting with uh, some of our white corn, which is a very precious staple of our people, and he was um, husking it. And he looked at me and he said, I want to show you something. I said, okay. So he told me to hold out my hands and to think good thoughts. So I held out my hands and I thought good thoughts. And my mouth dropped. And he he chuckled. He said, is it moving? I said, yes, it's moving. And it was a little bit freaky because I hadn't expected that. But this air corn was moving in my hands. And he said, open your eyes now and look at it. And so I did that and the corn corn had stopped moving and I looked at it. And he said, you see how it's not full? The cob is not full, there are kernels missing at the top. I said, yeah, I can see that. And he says, that's because the world is coming to an end as we know it. So I said, well, what can we do about it? And so I didn't have an answer. I said, I'm going to have to think about that. And he says, yeah, we'll think about it.
1: The novelist Arundhati Roy once said that the writer is the midwife of understanding. Well, Ginny's writing reveals an insatiable curiosity about the world and people around her. She wanted to understand, and it was such a joyful search. And then she had an equal passion to share what she had discovered. That story of her grandfather certainly reveals the loving connection between them, but it also underlines, I think, something even more revealing and important. And that is the way Jenny could imagine the sacred links between Mother Earth and her ancestors.
0: Listen to the river song. Be still and you'll hear it. It is calling us through the tumult, singing a song of healing. We look beyond the river, dream of things we never dreamt, but dreams of ancestors help us go on. Pick up that dream, share it, give it life. We are the people of the dreams of our ancestors. He sat in his hospital bed, looking out his window, watching the river, praying, singing in dawn light. When I see the river, I see memories, so many memories.
1: Isn't that beautiful? It's hard not to think of all the stories we're not going to hear, the writing that now will never find the page. Makes me grateful that at least we have these recordings. You know, Ginny wasn't always digging into the big, deep philosophical challenges of life. For example, she wrote a delightful story for children called The Adventures of Allie and Shane. Here's just a portion, read by Donna Bomberry.
2: As they neared the forest, the ground turned red. The strawberries were ready, little red heart shaped berries, but sweet and juicy. Allie and Shane ran to start picking. Auntie yelled, wait! They stopped and looked at Auntie. Auntie said, We have to give thanks to the Creator before we pick. They both said, Why? Well, Auntie said, They are the first fruits of the summer, a gift from the Creator for us to enjoy, and they are good for us. What do you do when I give you a gift? Allie said, We hug you and say thank you. Shane nodded, yes. Auntie said, that's what we have to do, hug and say thank you to the Creator. Shane said, but how do we hug the Creator? Auntie said, we hug Creator with our hearts as we say thank you. They joined hands and said a little prayer of thanksgiving. Then they picked.
1: Just a quick reminder, we're going to tell you at the end of this episode, again, how to hear the full version of that story about Allie and Shane and others. You know, for someone with the range of Ginny's adult intellect and serious responsibilities, she never lost contact with her inner
0: child. This little story is called The Gifts of Summer on the rez. Hot days filled with green smells Sit under the tree, look into the sky Watching clouds make faces Run to the woods to climb trees Wade in the water Dig for clay to mold Then off to climb the hills Get to the top, then swing down on wild grape vines Drink pure water from a hillside spring While Jack in a pulpit watches Wander the trails to Grandma's house, looking for lunch. She packs a basket and takes us back on the trail. Finds the right spot, unpacks her basket. Sandwiches, sardines with crackers for all. She looks up, gives thanks to the Creator. We eat and she tells us we should always be thankful for what we have. She packs her basket with what's left. Tells us we should see if our mom needs our help. We go back down the trail to our little house. Mom is busy in the kitchen, already baking bread for supper. She says, oh good, you're home. We need water. We grab the pails and go back up the trail to the spring at grandparents' home. Fill our pails and notice a big watermelon cooling for later. Uncle goes to the spring to get the watermelon, and then watermelon smells fill the air.
1: But make no mistake about it. While Ginny could evoke the sweet smells of a long-ago watermelon party, she was also a tough realist with a clear-eyed assessment of the present.
0: I think, you know, people just need to realize all of the losses that have impacted indigenous people. You know, the loss of land, loss of culture, loss of language, uh, loss of innocence, you know, loss of self-esteem, loss of integrity, a whole bunch of losses.
1: And of course, there is personal loss.
0: There was a time when I was sitting with my grandfather because he was dying and it was a difficult time for me because I I didn't want to see him go, but I knew he had to go. And I remember when he was actually in his last breath. I looked into his eyes and there was a green, kind of a green appearance to his eyes. And I knew it was time. And yes, he closed his eyes and took his last breath. And that was very sad for me, but it was also, a good time for me too because I knew he was going someplace that was good. So it was a sad time for the community as well. But anyway, I'm going to move forward now to being again on the Yukon River. And we were at a camp on an island 16 miles from Tanana. And two times we had a bear scare. There were bears. There was a big bear, a big brown bear, around the camp. And we were on an island, but the the bear could swim, so the bear came and was hungry and was looking for fish because we were cutting fish. And so the third time the bear came, the word went out, shoot to kill. So there were several people who were called gunners and they had uh, guns to protect the camp. And they ended up shooting the bear. Actually they wounded it and the bear went back across the river and I I was standing there looking at the bear and I felt really really bad because uh, the bear was my grandpa's clan and so it felt very very personal to me and so this bear Was clinging to a tree, had climbed a tree. And I had binoculars. Someone gave me binoculars and said, look. And when I looked at the bear, the bear's eyes were the same color as my grandpa's eyes when he died. And I said, this bear isn't gonna make it. But the people went across the river and they shot the bear and they brought the bear back and they salvaged what they could for um, food and for the hide and, and I felt bad and, and my friend up there knew I was feeling bad about it, and I told her why, why I was feeling bad. I told her about my grandpa being Bear Clan and, and how, you know, I needed to respect that. And so later on she came to me and she had something in her hand and she held out her hand and she said, here, and I said, what is it? And she said, open your hand. And I opened my hand and she put a bear claw in there from that bear and that was a reminder to me of my grandpa and his strength and of the way he fought fought to protect the land and everything that was on it and that's what we need to do if we are going to fight climate change we need to have respect for every living creature and if if that bear had not been hungry. If that bear had fish, he would not have bothered us. Mother Earth turns. Brother Sun rises. (laughs) Grandmother Moon still watches ebb and flow. After all the harm we've done, they have the love to keep going. All we need is a little of what was before. When time is right, take it out. Let it go all over, all around. We'll sing, we'll dance, we'll pray. Bounded by love, we become all the Creator wants us to be, all that the Creator wants us to have. Faith is resilience, resilience is faith. Love is hope, hope is love. Walk on with love, with strength for a new tomorrow. Make the ancestors smile.
1: Like the bear claw handed to Ginny, her stories and her poems now rest in our hands and hearts like precious gifts from a remarkable life. Her concerns about the environment that we've heard throughout this episode are intimately tied to her love of the land. In episode four, we're going to hear just how influential and deep and profound that connection was for Ginny. I'm Peter Downey. Thanks for listening. And as promised, the complete versions of some of Jinny's writings and poetry is also on the Sacred Teachings website.